Hi guys, welcome to the World of Podcast. Hope you've been blessed by the previous episodes. I'm excited that you've joined in today. Let's get right into it. The verse for today is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What a very lovely verse of the scripture to look at today. There are four things in this verse that we'll be discussing. The first one is that the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is alive and powerful. What it means is that the word of God is not an inanimate or dead object. The fact that you put your Bible along with other books in your bookshelf does not mean that your Bible falls in the same category or class as the other books in your shelf. The Word of God is not an inanimate object. The spoken Word of God is also very alive. And it is powerful in the sense that it can do work. It has strength. It has influence. It can control things. It can effect changes. The Word of God is alive and powerful. The best way to you know, understand this first part is to consider the illustration of the two general classes of bullets. We have blank bullets and we have what we call live rounds. If you load a gun with blank bullets and you aim it at a target, no matter how many times or how many number or how long you continue to shoot that gun, it will sound as if you're shooting, but your target will not feel the impact of your effort. Take the same gun and load it with live rounds, as in rounds that have life, and aim it at the same target. Just one pull of the trigger will cause a very devastating effect in the structure and the life of your target. I hope you get it. The second point is that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, there's an illustration in the English language about two-edged swords, meaning that a situation will bring both negative and positive consequences. This verse is not referring to the idiomatic expression. Rather, the verse is referring to sword. Yes, the medieval war weapon. Exactly, sword. That you've seen with samurai, sword. Now, it says that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, meaning that the word, of, the word of God ranks higher than any weapon that you can see on the face of the earth because it is a trustworthy weapon for battle and wars and conquest. It means that you can rely on the word of God in the battles of life. It is sharp and that means it is fast, it is accurate, it will save time and it is very efficient. Now, when you when you want to understand the concept of a sword, it's better to look at the lives of the samurai. The samurais, when a young samurai is growing up and is about to enter life or is at a mature age, they give such one a sword. And when the person grows old and they have, and they've passed on, they usually and normally bury them with their sword. Samurais view their sword as their best companion. They view their sword as their protector in battle and they view their sword as what will help them to achieve their aim and conquest. 
Essentially, what he's saying is that the word of God will be useful for you in the battle of your life. And it is the most efficient or the best weapon with which you can enter the battle of your lives. All right, every battle that you face in life, the word of God can protect you in the battle and will give you the same results that you need for your life in those battles. The third point is that it pierces to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrows, soul and spirit. The word of God can get to what is invisible, soul and spirit. It can get to what is at the core, soul and spirit. The word of God can affect what you cannot see, but will go and touch what is at the center so that it influences what you can see on the outside joints and marrow meaning that where things have come together the word of god has the ability to get to the point where things are joined and assist in severing them how does this help us it helps us to know that the word of god is not superficial and it helps us to know that the word of god is interested in the core of everything that it is pointed at The marrow is the core of the bone. The division of the soul and the spirit is the core of the man. The word of God deals with the core, the very essence, and it is not superficial. Finally, the fourth part is that the word of God is the designer of thoughts and intent of the heart. What does he mean by thoughts and intent? And what does he mean by designer? Hmm. The word that was translated as designer is best understood as having an ability to judge. It means that the word of God has the ability to judge our intents and our thoughts. It means that the word of God is the only qualified standard with which we can weigh our intents and our thoughts to see whether they are right or wrong. Those are the four points that we'll be looking at in this verse. But I'd like to say something with respect to the word of God being a double-edged sword as I close. As with swords, the word of God requires diligent training. You can have a sword in your house, very sharp sword, but if you are not skilled in the use of that sword, any foe or enemy will attack and defeat you. Therefore, In the same way, we need to be diligent and to be trained, diligent training in the word of God so that we can become skilled in its use. Now, that leads me to just three questions I would like to ask you today. How have you been interacting with the word of God? How have you been using the word of God? Do you treat the word of God as a dead inanimate or inconsequential object in your life or do you interact with the word of god as something that is living you know you can throw a doll away and throw a doll from the stairs but it will be considered wicked to throw your pet the same way you will throw a doll are you interacting with your with the word of god has an inanimate object 
or you are interacting with the word of God as a living thing. Second question I would like to ask. How skillful are you in the use of the word of God for the battles of your life? When you are faced with challenges, do you refer to the word of God or you rely more on your bank account or your connections or the people that you know? When things happen in your life, what do you consider as the most potent force that you can use to attack or to go on conquest in the things that are happening in your life? The third point I would like to say is, is as follows. Can you say that the thoughts and intentions of your heart will stand the standard of the word of God? Can you say that the thoughts and the intent that you entertain in your heart can stand right or can stand wrong when you put them close to the word of God? Very thought-provoking things. I know you are answering where you are, and I know you are thinking about these things. But as you meditate on those three last questions or three posers that I just asked, and also the four points from the scripture, let me pray with you. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for myself as well. That we will learn to continually interact with your word as a living and powerful edifice in our lives that we will become more diligent in our training for the use of the word and that we will open up our hearts and we will put all intentions and all the thoughts and plans of our heart we will put them side by side with your word to see how those intents and thoughts will be judged thank you father for you will answer us thank you father for you have answered us in jesus mighty name we have prayed Thank you for joining today. I hope to see you tomorrow. God bless you. Amen.